Welcome to the Complete Rudder Podcast. This is episode five, and we got a special guest here, Brian Aubuchon. Uh Brian, um, you've got many tales to tell. Tall tales. So many tall uh, very, tales. Very, very tall. Uh, Wide tales too. So, <laughs> so we'll start off with a little beer, um, and then we can get into it. Uh, may I interest you in? I want a Bach, which is Tenacity's Bach beer, or would you like a little second shift IPA by Tenacity? Bach it up. Bach it up. All right. Get too hoppy. Things so, start getting weird. Oh, it starts getting crazy in here. Um, start trying on shoes. I'd, Next thing you know, I'll start running. <laughs> I don't know how much I hate running. Well, we're, we're going to get into that. Um, I, mainly, I got this just because it, it was called I Want a Bach, and I I like a little, little headbanger. Cheers to you. All right, cheers, man. And appreciate the you, uh, Yeah, appreciate you coming in. Oh, that's good. Okay. So, Brian, tell us a little background about you. Well, my How favorite did color, you? My favorite color is blue. <laughs> I enjoy skinny skiing. Girls who aren't afraid to cry. Skinny No. <laughs> no, there's nothing skinny about that. I can't get up. I've tried. At least on water skis. No. Um, well, okay, so, so, first, so first there was a big bang, then so, an earth cooled, and, 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 and then dinosaurs and came. Then, and then Brian showed and up. And then I showed up and just ruined everything. <laughs> now, um, we'll go back to uh, the weight loss, because the weight loss kind of started everything. So I was much bigger than I am now, and I'm pretty big now, but I was really big, uh, 350 plus, I think three. Almost 360, something like that. It was crazy. Top, um, top of the scale is 360. Yeah, the, like the scales just said off. Like, it, like <laughs> get, I thought the battery off. was dead. It's like, no, you need to get off the scale. Um, and at the time, I only had two kids. So one of my sons had come downstairs, and he's autistic, Nikki. And he was very upset. He comes to me and he says, you know, you have too much cortisol around your midsection. It's the number one leading cause of heart disease in men under the age of 40. You're going to die. And starts crying. I said, where, where did you hear this? He's like, YouTube. YouTube. I it. said, well, well, we'll fix that. Don't worry about that. I got him settled down and went back to bed. And I was looking through some pictures um, because then he had me thinking. And the bowling alley had just gotten broken into. Holly Lanes. If you'd like to go bowling, come see us. We'll talk oh, about that later. Check, check, um, check that place out. Great staff. <laughs> um, so I saw a, a TV interview. And I'm like, who the hell is that guy being interviewed on TV? I'm like, man, that's, I'm like, the camera adds like 10 pounds, but there must have been like five cameras. <laughs> and the um, the DVR was on, and after an hour, it clicks off because it just doesn't hold more than an hour. And that damn Dan Marino, hi, Dan, if you're listening, which you may, I'll, I'll text I'll, you. I'll forward it to you. I'll text you. Yeah. Um, but that commercial for Nutrisystem. And I said, you know, I've tried so many diets. Nothing's ever worked. I'll give it a shot. What the hell? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's... 300 bucks. So it shows up. And in a month, I had lost 27 pounds in the first month. Where they called me and they're like, hey, what the hell are you doing? I said, you know, I'm, I'm eating your food. Like, well, why are you losing so much weight? I'm like, because I'm fat. Because <laughs> I'm eating your yeah, food. Yeah, and your stuff works. So keep sending <laughs> yeah. it. To the point where they called and said, you know, we'd like to bring you to Miami. Uh, um, you've won a contest. We love the story with your son. And we're going to do it before and after, and you're one of the winners. I won $10,000. It was crazy. So we get down there, and we're doing some commercials and stuff, and there's four of us from all around the country. 
and one of the shoots, we got to catch footballs. Like we're looking at the camera, and the footballs are coming from the side. I'm not the most coordinated guy in the world. So the footballs kept coming to the side, and I kept missing them. I'm like, who the hell's throwing these damn footballs? And everybody starts looking, and I look over, and it's Dan Marino from the Miami Dolphins. And I, the only thing I could say was, laces out, Marino. <laughs> it was great. And he, um, they thought it was funny. So at the end, they pulled me aside and said, you know, we do TV commercials too, and we'd like you to come out to Las Vegas and shoot a TV commercial with Mary Osmond. She fell in love with me. I had to break it off. It was sad. It was, um, sounds tragic. Yeah, it was terrible. Marie's great. Um, but I went out to Vegas. So we're doing a TV commercial. And she said, you know, what are you going to do now? You lost all this weight. Looking good, feeling good. What are you going to do? I said, you know, I said, I'm going to do an Ironman triathlon. She's like, oh, it's great. No clue what it was other than a triathlon. You, you just kind of like. Yeah, I'm just like, just... this came out of my mouth. Like the poop mouth. Like you, you pull stuff out of your mouth. And so I went home that night to the hotel and Googled Ironman. I'm like, oh, Jeez. Wow, there's a lot. I'm like, that's a lot a, of that's, I, I don't know how to run. I don't know how to swim. I don't have a bike. So the next day on the shoot, I said, you know, that commercial we filmed last night, is that going to be live? She's like, oh, yeah, millions of people are going to see that. I'm like, well, now I'm stuck. Now I got to do it. And they were really cool. They're like, you know what? We'll help you out and uh, uh, let us know what you need. And uh, so I got home back. I came back to Detroit and I looked up. Iron Man. I said, okay, where's the next race? When is it? And the next race was uh, Lake Placid. Uh, it was January, so in July. I said, okay, cool. I'll sign up for that. Oh, plenty of time. Yeah. And I called my cousin who does triathlon. He's like, you're, you're going to die. You know that, right? You will, you will die. It's one of the hardest places to go do it. I'm like, ah, no, no, I'll be fine. And I remember going to Genesis and saying, you know, you guys teach adults how to swim. And she goes, uh, yeah. I said, cool. She goes, well, what are your goals? What are you looking for? I'm, I said, I'm signed up for yeah, an Ironman. I said, well, I'm looking to do about 2.4 miles <laughs> and preferably under two hours and 20 minutes. She goes, when's your Ironman? I said, uh, six months from now. She's like, Ooh, better get in the pool. Yeah. And then uh, that started the that started a crazy journey. Cool. So, I mean, really, it, it started with your son, Nikki. Yeah. I mean, really, he's kids say the darndest things. But the idea behind it is I have now five kids, five beautiful little boys. Uh, all under the age of 13. And one, they need me around um, for a long time, and you got to be healthy to be around. Yep. Um, and two, it's good to set an example. I mean, it's pretty tough when they're playing outside and you're sitting on I was going to say, how do you keep up with them? Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Uh, you attempt to, but if you're sitting there with a sweatshirt on because you're embarrassed the way you look, and I that's, that was me for a long time, and you're watching them play and you can't even get up the stairs because you're gassed, you need something. You need to find – we always – Everybody always says you got to find your why. Well, I have six whys: my five kids and my wife. Um, so, because without them, there's no point to for me to really do anything. Um, but you got to find that, and then you got to just go after it. And I don't like little things in life. I have a big van, <laughs> that uh, thing is huge monstrous. Van. Um, but I don't like the little. I don't like little things. Everyone said, "Well, you know, you could do a sprint triathlon, or you could just do a 5K." And I said, "Well, you know, anybody could do that." You, you went big. Yeah, I went big. And I just went, I remember after about a week, I said, man, I got to find a coach. I got to find somebody that can help me because I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, this is going to be a big deal. And, and I mean, this is, this is actually kind of a, a, a cool thing. Cause we always talk about um, easing into things, you know, like if it's, you know, if you're on the couch and you want to go do something, 
Go out and do that first 5K. Yeah, oh, for don't, sure. Don't, don't go do an Ironman. Don't, 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 don't do an Ironman. That it's cool. You might end up on YouTube a couple times <laughs> like I did. Uh, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Start off small. But the but the but I think the cool part about this is, all right, that aside from it, you had a, a dream. You had a, you had a big yep. goal, and you went after it, and you, you wouldn't take no for an answer. Right. Yeah, because you can't um, – you, you either – Stewie Griffin said it best. You either can or you can't. And well, what, what is it? Whether you tell yourself you can or you tell yourself you can't, you're right. Um, and that's kind of the philosophy I take on it is everybody, my brother, everybody's like, you, you're going to die. You cannot do this. And that, it pissed me off. I'm like, yeah, Makes you want to do it yeah, more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm like, here's, pick, pick a number, <laughs> one through three. Uh, I'm going to do it just to spite you. And you don't want to do anything for that reason, yeah. you can use that as some fuel every oh, once in yeah, a while. If you get in a dark spot on a run or a ride, you can use that and be like, "I'm not." Especially my brother, I'm just gonna let him show me. Give me a break. <laughs> he's he's my younger brother. Uh -uh. Uh, and you, but you don't want to use that as your as your motivation. But you can you can use it for a little fuel every now and then. Um, but you have to find a reason why you want something that big. But for for me, a 5K would have been a big thing. Yeah. And a lot of people, hopefully people listening and is watching this, eating chips on the couch like, like I did for a long time, that's a big goal. I mean, that's a big deal. That's three miles. Trust me, go out go out right now and just walk a mile. It, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. You don't have to go after Mount Everest right away. I mean, you can. We'll, we'll support you. <laughs> you, you we got you, a cool place to come hang you, out. You I'll even prove that you can. But uh, I even suggest that just... Uh, Pick something that you think is hard, uh, and then go after it. But you got to go after it with everything, and it's not just the physical part. It's the mental side. It's uh, you got to support. You got to surround yourself with a supporting cast of characters that can help you get there. And I think that's why I went to that camp yeah. just to see what it was all about. Um, and I remember being vividly being in the room, and these people are going around the room introducing each other themselves, and. I've won this, I've done this, I've done this. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing my first triathlon in July. They're like, oh, cool, where's it at? I'm like, oh, Lake Placid. And they're like, and you would think in a group of people like that, very accomplished athletes, they'd be like, dude, you got to slow down. No, they're like, oh, that's right awesome, on. man. Let's get after I'm like, you're crazy. You're supposed to tell me no. Um, and then just getting, just digging in. You got to dig in and just, just get after it and yeah. do what you got to do to, to find a finish. And so, so, so this camp. Let's go back to that because that kind of leads into you know your your coaches and some people that have brought you along the way um, and really helped you and mentored you. So, the, the camp that you signed up for, <laughs> out of the blue. Yeah, I just Google it, and everything I googled for triathlon brought me to Boulder, Colorado. That is the mecca of all things triathlon. Yeah, it's at elevation, and pretty much. Almost every world champion that's come out of triathlon has either lived there or works out of there or trains there at some point. The Olympic training centers in Sea Spring, I mean, it's the end all be all. You'll see anybody and everybody in triathlon training out there. Um, so I said, okay, let's go to Boulder. And I found a camp and went out to the camp. And I remember the first day I was sitting having lunch, and uh, one of the girls, I liked her accent. She had an Australian accent. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like your accent. We're talking about, she was talking about maybe having a kid one day and all this other stuff. And 
we get done with lunch and I thanked her for her time, whatever. I had no idea who she was and all the people at the camp were like, you have any idea who that was? I'm like, like nope. no, no clue. <laughs> I'm like, that was Marinda Carfrey. I'm like, okay, who's that? Uh, that's great. <laughs> cool. And then, of course, Google, my favorite thing in the world. I go back to the hotel that night. I'm like, holy oh crap, that's cool. I'm like, oh. And then the next morning, we're getting ready to go swimming and there was somebody swimming in the pool. And my coaches, or future coaches at the time, just the people that were running the camp, were like, hey, tell that guy that it's our pool time. He needs to get out of there, and it's our pool. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell that guy. I'm a big Italian. I'll tell that guy to get out of the pool. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, pal, hey, hey, you know, don't want to be a jerk or nothing, but uh, time's up. I'm like, we got the pool. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Again, goofy accent. Not a goofy accent, but an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and he gets out of the pool, and the dude is just ripped super nice guy and his coach is a very famous coach is pissed he's like who the hell do you think you are blah. i said listen i don't know but I was i'm told, doing what i'm yeah, told i'm told to get out of the pool so time's up uh it was crowy <laughs> same thing they're like oh you know i'm like no and the next day he come i google him so the next day i went up to say something he's like the pool's all yours man i'm really sorry <laughs> um but it just it was the literally the right place at the right time um, to get this whole snowball of a thing started um, where I met Siri Lindley. Um, she is a two-time world champion, and she has, I want to say, five of her athletes are multi-world champions. Marinda's got three, three, Kona, three, three wins in Kona, I think. Um, Yvonne Van Flerken has won more than any human being on earth uh, in Europe. She's just a beast. She has 23 sub nines. <laughs> just, it's it's crazy. So, and at the time she was pretty busy. Yeah. And she's like, you know what, we'll we'll figure something out. And she introduced me to her, to her wife, Rebecca Keat, who at, the, at one point in her career was the um, fastest woman alive. Mm -hmm. She did raw. She set the world record in Roth, and then Chrissy Wellington beat it uh, the very next year. But it's a pretty good company. Yeah, crazy company. I mean, just the literally the best of the best, and they're just saying, "Yeah, we'll, and well, and there's all these people, and then there's me." <laughs> yeah. So Siri. Um, Think about Siri. What I liked about Siri was that um, she talked to me as she would talk to Marina or anybody else. She didn't see. A guy with this crazy dream. She didn't see some newbie. Yeah, who she didn't, didn't know just see he was some doing. guy like, hey, like, wouldn't some some professional wouldn't give somebody like me the time of day, let alone say, hey, yeah, let's let's go after this, let's embrace this. And she only takes she gets hundreds of requests a year uh, for training, and she she turns down some of the best of the best because her philosophy needs to fit her athlete's philosophy mm -hmm. and if it's not a good match it doesn't because work yeah for them and for for our team and everything else it's about it's way more than just racing it's who you become it's the journey itself and, and it's finding yourself as a good human being and everything else is kind of a bonus um, and that's kind of what she liked about me was here's this guy who has no clue what he's doing but it's gonna go after this monumental um, a, this goal that I have, and let's see what happens. And yeah. If you don't make it, you don't make it. It's not the end of the world. I mean, you have the opportunity. You you got two legs, two arms. You're doing. Got your health. You got everything you need. Go go after it. 
if it works, it works, and if not, okay, not the end of the world. So it was really cool to have, again, I didn't really know who they were until I got back and Googled them. I mean, Google, <laughs> I should be, we should be getting paid by Google for all these promos. Um, but to go back and, and know that, okay, so now I've got the support system and I know these people are going to be helping me out, even if it's remote. And uh, I'd go to Boulder every six, eight, ten weeks, something like that, uh, and do a couple days or a week uh, whenever they were having a camp or a, a group session. It's wild because you're swimming right next to the best of the best. I remember right before uh, Boulder, I was swimming. I was sharing a lane with Heather Jackson. I just thought her tattoos was cool. Same thing. I'm like, who is this cat? She's got sweet tattoos. Um, but it gives you the opportunity. Everybody has the same, in this community, the, the triathlon community, everybody has the same goal. And it doesn't matter. It's the, the most inclusive community I've ever met with anybody. Because no matter how big you are, how small you are, how fast you are, how slow you are, it's you against the clock, and everybody has that same goal to get that finish. Your your goal may be 10 hours or 12 hours, or my goal is just beat the clock. Get, get it done. Yeah, yeah just finish to finish it, it up. Um, but everybody, I've never had a negative thing said. A couple comments online were, were, were funny, but those are just the trolls. I love the trolls. <laughs> cheers, cheers to the trolls. Um, but as far as the community go, it's just this, it's almost a bad thing because they're so embracing and they're so supportive nobody ever tells you you shouldn't do that yeah nobody says oh yeah, yeah. man pump the brakes let's Just slow down a little suck bit you in yeah, no, keep you, keep yeah, it going. and the stories and the people you meet i mean you go to a race there's 2500 3000 people all with the same same idea in mind and the stories and all the people you meet and it's kind of like a, that that drunk a, uncle trying to yeah no for sure dumb, right dumb stuff with a blind like, fire oh, yeah man that won't don't, don't worry the gas won't work anything <laughs> Let me show you how to start that fire better. <laughs> Six beers later, no eyebrows, but hey, that fire, he was know, right. That fire you was You got a good sweet. story, though. That's right. <laughs> what else you got with um, with uh, Siri and Rebecca? Yeah, so they, like I said, um, and they, for the first race, they had not really gotten too much involved. So I pretty much self-coached. I mean, I had a swim instructor, but I just kind of coached myself. I mm -hmm. figured, okay, go get a bike. Yeah. So I went out. Just um, get some miles in yep, and you're uh, good. Everybody told me that Fraser bike, shout out to my boys at Fraser, <laughs> um, had really good stuff. So I went down there and they said, you know, what are you looking to do? And I, w I had my heart set on a Cervelo. And they measured me up and said, you know, it's just not a good fit. We don't want to put you in a bike that we need room as you lose weight and adjust. We need room to move you around the bike. I didn't know what a bike fit was, all that stuff. So big learning curve. Um, which is good though, because that's how you learn how to do things. So they set me up with a, a great bike and next thing you know, I bought a big old van to take all my kids and my wife and off to Lake Placid. I mean, we had, I had trained pretty hard for five months, um, give or take. I mean, I had a couple, <laughs> couple hiccups here or there with work and everything else because the, the thing a lot of people have to remember and realize and a lot of people listening to this have done, it will be laughing with me, um. Life gets in the way. Oh, always does. Always. I mean, between you and me, we own our own companies, and we're always somebody's pulling on some string all the time. Uh, and you got a lot going on. But even if you're working nine to five, I mean, you got to get then you got to get up early. That's a big strain on the family life. Um, so you've got to find that happy medium um, that gets you what you need to do and gets you where you want to go. And you'll know real quick 
if you put the work in. This, oh, yeah. This is the only sport that you cannot fake. You can't, <laughs> I've done it. You can't call You can't. You can't call it in. You have to put the time in and the, the effort in, and it's a direct result of what you get out of it. So the next thing I know, we're in the van, and we're driving to Lake Placid, and my good buddies over at Cycle Fit, they uh, let us use the trailer. Uh-huh. And because uh, they do all the... Um, Oh, my tune-up, because Fraser's so far away. Yeah, yeah. So they do no, all the tune-ups, get me on my I wheels place, and everything, but... and good dudes over there, and uh, Ronnie and the boys take great care of me over there, and uh, so we're in Lake Placid, and uh, it's the craziest scene I've ever seen. I mean, number one, you're in Lake Placid, the Olympics, you're, I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, it's, you're, it's you're pretty, pretty epic. It's the, I think Mike was telling me it is the first mainland yeah. Ironman. Yeah, 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 the oldest. Because yeah. they had the one in Canada, they obviously Hawaii, and then Canada, and then Placid was the first um, mainland Ironman, um, and a lot of climbing. That descent down into Keene is. Uh, Heard it's a beautiful swim, though. A beautiful swim. Yeah, there's a rope uh, underneath the water that you're supposed to follow, and you, I didn't follow that. Just, <laughs> I'm the type of guy that gets. Yeah, I, I look like I'm drunk. I look like I'm drinking too much of this, and a lot of people swim right over the top of you. That. Uh, What's the uh, commercial they did on the end of the funny commercial? With triathlon, uh, triathlon training. Is it yeah, one of the. It's for one of the. I think it's for Cliff Bar. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, one of them. They beat the hell out yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what my. Yeah, they run like. in and everyone. I can tell when the next wave is coming because I get some clean water. I'm like, oh, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, <laughs> um, so I didn't get to follow the rope, but yeah, the swim is beautiful. It's a beautiful area. Um, and I got onto the bike and I did the first loop and. I think like three hours and twenty minutes. It was it was great. The, a guy passed me, yelled at me while I was coming through the special needs area, and it was the guy finishing his second lap. I didn't I didn't know it at the time. Uh, Andy Potts actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey Andy, who <laughs> yeah, well, like, These people are cheering for me. Yeah. Go around me. Right. Come on. On your left. Now. <laughs> um, and that's where disaster struck. The second loop, I started to get flat tires. I had five flat tires in a matter of. About two months. Wow. Yeah, just kept flatting. And everyone's like, oh, that never happens. I'm like, oh, that happened yeah, to me. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah, let me explain to you. Where it ended up being that the um, the outer tires were dry rotted. So every time we put a new tube in, it would just puncture the tube. Uh, so we had to wait for tech support to get there. They were great and helped me out. And Which time's ticking. Oh, time's absolutely ticking because under... I felt really good. I'm like, hey, because I had, I think my swim was like an hour 45. So I knew I was good there. And my first loop, I'm like, hey, I'm in great shape. Next thing you know, that truck behind you with the little orange lights on it and the tech guys were like, you can't let that truck pass you. I said, well, what is that truck? I became my nemesis. <laughs> uh, it's the sweeper That's truck. Sweeper. If the truck passes you, they put your flag in the truck and your day is done. I said, well, he's not going to catch me. And that was a very uh, Just ride right very in front white knuckle ride down into Keene, that second loop. Um, I think I got up to 47 or 48 miles an hour. That's, that is really fast on a bicycle, especially for someone who's never really ridden a bicycle before. Um, oh, just give me little tires. Yeah, and then I flatted again. Um, and it was a slow leak, so I just kept riding and riding. And the whole back course on Placid, it's back 13 miles was all uphill coming in um i made it to i was 5k away from home and the truck pulled up it's like you're done so i rode around the truck and i kept going and then they pulled up again and cut me off and they're like dude you're so sorry you're done so i threw a fit felt like a, like a child um got very upset but 
um, figure they're volunteers. They're, yeah, they're doing they're their they're job. Doing their they're, job. They have and probably one of the worst jobs yeah, oh, with worst the job. swim cutoff guy and the bike cutoff. There was guy. a guy in that swim that all he had to do was stand up, and it would have counted. He was done, and he just kept pulling himself up the beach, and everybody was yelling, and a mic was yelling at him to stand up, and he, and he, didn't, he didn't, and, and he was he, he missed was it by like thirty eight seconds. Um, but what it did was, at most at most people, I think, would have said at that point, okay. I put six months into this. I spent a bunch of money, um, brought all my family out. I think that was the hardest thing for me is my kids were there. Yeah. Because um, I felt like an utter and complete failure, even though just getting to that point was amazing. Just getting to the start line yep. uh, and having the cojones to, to do something like that. But to get to that point, now looking back, is a huge accomplishment. But at the time, it did not feel like it. Um, so I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do? So I'm sitting back at the hotel. And they take you right to the finish line. And you hear people coming in. And you see people getting their medals. And you're just like, <laughs> you're like yeah. yeah, good job, yeah, bud. Yeah, let me um, get my bike out of the back. Right. Yeah, like, here's my bracelet back. Here you go. <laughs> my time is up. And that DNF, it's like a, it like burns uh, in the, Yeah, it burns in the back of your. And like I said, most people at that point would be like, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I tried this. I want to go to something smaller and really work my way yeah. up to it like I should. Uh, and that, that just wasn't me. But that doesn't. No, I'm literally laying in bed right. and my wife was like, you know, you did really good. You don't worry about it. My, my, my mom and dad, everyone was like, you know, you gave it a great shot. It was awesome just being here. And I'm literally on my phone in bed looking at the next race going, okay, where's the next race? Because... This doesn't sit well with me. And it was in uh, Mont Tremblant in Quebec, Canada. Beautiful. Probably one of the most beautiful places on this earth. I said, okay, I'm doing that. My wife goes, really? And so this is like right this after. This is literally hours after. <laughs> as, I mean, you're, finish, as you're sitting there. I was going to go back down for the midnight finish, but I, I didn't want to go down there. And I didn't even know if we could get down there. And I just, I wasn't having that. But yep. I'm looking at it going, okay. I told my wife, I said, you guys aren't coming. I said, I'm just going to go up there. I'm going to get this done. Um, so I did. I called the people at Nutrisystem said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, sent an email to Siri about what happened. And she's like, yeah, great. Do it. Awesome. Um, and So Nutrisystem has been behind you the entire time they, on all this They stuff, were right? for, for quite a while, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they'd help me out. I could put their logos on and stuff. And um, they sent me a lot of food and everything because I was still using their food and everything. So yeah. they were big-time supporters of it. Um, so, yeah, so I'm in Tremblant. And it's just awesome. And it's cool because a lot of the same people for Ironman are the same people there. Yeah. So they're like, hey, man, I remember you're the flat tire guy. I'm like, yeah. yeah again, hey, pick a number okay. one through three. I'm like, I'll see you out there. <laughs> um, but it was cool because it it felt like family. Like I'm all by myself. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know what I had to get done. And I remember getting out of the swim like 10 minutes faster. I'm like, cool. That's great. And the bike course there is extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. It is just a monster of a bike course. And it was very hot. Um but I got off the bike, and I remember being so excited when I handed the people my bike. I'm like, I'm so happy to see you. And I had like 11 minutes to go. I'm like, this is the greatest day. They're like, get out good. Here, yeah, running. it's good. And I'm in the tent. I'm putting my, I'm having a little snack. And I put my shoes on. I look up, and the guy goes, man, 26.2 more miles to go. I'm like, 
oh man, now it sinks yeah, in. Yeah, now it sinks like, in. I'm like, oh what my I got goodness. Left. So uh, I tried to run. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> and I tried to walk. And that, that didn't and that happen. And that wasn't pretty? Yeah, but I started walking. And then I would jog and walk and jog and walk and jog. And uh, the hours just kept ticking by. And people are, I mean, the people on an Ironman course are just phenomenal. Everybody out there, signs and people and just, you see everybody in the course because they all pass Oh, you. yeah. And then they all lap you. And there's... There's something about when you're going out for your second loop and it's dark and you get the little glow in the Oh, yeah, the, the, the necklaces band, yeah, the and all that and stuff, everything. Yeah. But the, the way people look at you that are coming in from their finish or getting ready to finish and they know you're going out for another 13 miles, you would think that they'd be like, that guy's crazy. But they're it's very motivational to see those people because they're like, they're yeah, hoping man. they see oh, you. Oh, yeah, because they're like, man, go get it done. Yeah. Go after it. Um, and it gets dark up there real quick, so it's pitch black. And I'm sitting on every gas generator I can sit on for like 30 seconds just to try and rest for a minute. And they're running out of gas, so the lights are going off. I'm like, oh, this is a bad <laughs> sign. And I remember coming around the corner and up the hill, and I looked at the clock, and it was before midnight. I'm like, oh, my God. And Mike Riley's going crazy. The crowd's going crazy. I run down the chute. I hear my name. I am an Iron Man, all this stuff. And I immediately, they pull me right into the medical tent. They're like, yeah, come here. Because I guess my hands were all swollen. And the guy goes, I got bad news for you. I said, what? He goes, you're not an Iron Man. I said, what are you talking? I said, that party. No, no, no. It, I'm like, I got this medal. They're like, yeah, we're going to need that back. I'm like, what? And because we had started seven minutes before seven o'clock in the morning, my official cutoff time was 11.53. And I got in at 11.57. Oh my god. I was four and a half minutes late. I'm like, I, I I mean, I literally didn't know what to say. I remember they took me right to the hospital because I'm like, I'm fine. And they're like, yeah, you're not yeah, fine. Sit down. They're like, your temperature's 106. Uh, your blood pressure's through the roof. You're going to the hospital. Because I made the mistake of like, they're like, what hurts? I'm like, oh, my chest hurts. But it was just sore. Oh, yeah. And as soon as they heard that, yeah. like, they're like, oh, okay. And I remember going to the hospital. And the doctor's like, actually, with all the people I had, he, has, he had probably 30, 40 athletes. He's like, you know, in pretty good shape. And I remember they took everything off me and put it in a bag and tied it up. And I was right the hospital gone on. So the next morning, they go to bring the clothes back in and they <laughs> open the bag. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's medical waste now. You need to just throw that away. So I had, the I had a hospital gown on. I had bike shorts on still. And then I had the booties that normally cover your shoes. Like if you're going into surgery, that's what I had for shoes. <laughs> and I call a cab because I'm there all by myself. So I call a cab and he comes to pick me up and he goes, you have to roll down the windows, my friend. I'm like, why? He goes, because you stink, my American friend. I'm like, okay. All right. And I remember enough, getting back to where transition is. And I'm like, okay, I got to go get my bike and everything. And people are like. Because I, I mean, I still had band-aids oh on, and people are like, you're the guy from last night. They're like, that was awesome. I'm like, no, that, I'm like, I can't walk. I'm like, no, that sucked. They're like, no, that was awesome. Um, but that's kind of what lit the fire. And yeah. that's when I sent Siri an email. I said, you know. Four minutes is not going to no, cut it. No, it's just not going to cut yeah. it. Um, I cannot, I can't let this sit. And she's like, you know, let me, you that know, and that's when she's like, we're going to bring you on with back. And back really took me under her wing and said, okay, here's, and she tried a little bit, not a whole lot. She was great about it. Um, but she's like, you know, maybe we should do a half here, half there. I'm like, no, 
Then, no. I'm like that. I mean, we could do one to practice yeah. or something. But <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is, that's this part of the is, training plan. Yeah, that's a workout. this is the goal. So it starts this two year adventure where um, I go back to Tremblant the next year, and I had four flats, and I got cut off at the turnaround way out on the freeway and uh, Concepcion, and I still had time to go in. But they pulled me anyway. And I said, no. I said, the, the people on this bus, yeah, they're not going to make it. I said, I have 15 minutes to get to the next checkpoint. I will get there come hell or high water. And they didn't. And I got a little frustrated uh, with them for that. And I actually got a free entry for the next year because technically they should have let me should have let you. Let you because go. I wasn't in bad physical shape. I had mechanical issues. Yep. Uh, so then I said, okay, well, what's the next one I can do? And it was Boulder. So why not go to Boulder? I trained in Boulder. I know. I've been there. You've been there. It's been only a mile up in the atmosphere. What's, what, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, what do they call it? They call it mountain desert. That's what they call that. At, that's what they call that atmosphere up there. Mountain, mountain desert. desert. Um, got off the bike and got cut off with three miles to go on the run. And that, a 5K left. Yeah, literally 5K. And I was feeling pretty good, but... It gets real dark out there, and for some reason, the Boulder bike path, run path, was open. And oh, were, along the yeah, river there? The Boulder Trail was yeah. open. So they had people riding their bikes. Oh. Three people crashed into to runners. And so I'm thinking to myself, why would you be that one, pardon my French, why would you be that one a-hole? <laughs> it's like, oh, I know there's a marathon going on today, but I'm going to go ride my you bike. You know what? I'm just going to cruise along. Um yeah, and I just kept it just kept going. And my even my kids were like, What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm doing this for you guys to show you that no matter what, no matter how many times somebody tells you no, no matter how many times somebody tells you you can't do that. And it applies to everything in life, not just triathlon. For me, it was bowling. Nobody told me, everyone told me that bowling I will never make it. You'll never make it. I had people said, I'm not even coming there because I know you won't make it. Yeah. And it's not even something now where you gotta gloat. Just Come check it out. You're like, oh, made it pretty good. <laughs> um, banks and right, no matter what you do in life, you're—I won't say you're set up to fail, but it's hard. It's hard to do anything you want to do. You gotta, you gotta be willing to do it. I know a lot of people that just punch in and punch out yeah. and go to work, and that's okay. No, there's we'll no need places there's people no, like that, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with, wrong with that nope. because I've got good friends. They just hey, they like the routine. They like a paycheck. They like their weekends off. Cool, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that, but. I'm just not the kind of guy that can take no. I hate the word no. Don't tell me I can't do that because it's the worst thing in the world. It's like a drug. Be like, oh, I can't do that. Be like, dude, you just screwed uh, up. Okay, then I'm doing it twice. Right, you just <laughs> ruined it. All right. Uh, All right, so we're we're in Boulder. Um, and this is where things got interesting because then training ramped up a little bit. I said, okay, I got to do something different. Something's wrong. I'm not running. Because this is enough. number three. So that was, Yeah, by that time it was number four. Or four. So yeah. you're you're serious. Yep. And then no, not I mean you're team yeah, serious, team but serious. I mean serious. you know you're so serious. Then we go back to Tremblant. Piss is down rain. It rained, so I was literally afraid to ride in the rain. And of all people I called back and I said, I can't do this. She's like, Shut up. She's like, Yes, you can. She's like, It's just water. She's like, You'll be fine. She goes, It'll take you about three miles to get used to it and you'll be fine. I'm like, I'm gonna die. I'm like, I've been here, I know the the hills, it's crazy fast on the downhills. Some of those downhills are 45 plus miles an hour because you're on the freeway. I'm like, can't do it. She's like, 
you can't really. I'm like, all right, fine, I can't all do right, it. I'm just scared. Okay. Um, and out of, out, out of anybody, uh, I was at one of the little cafes, trying to decide if I wanted the poutine or not. Because gravy on fries, I don't know. It sounds delicious. No, it was. Right? It was I mean, amazing. Come they, put, they put cheese curds on it. You can't go wrong with cheese curds on top of gravy on top of fries. That's my favorite right there. <laughs> I'm like, I want some right now. Um, <laughs> but I started talking to the lady in front of me. And she's like, oh, hey, you doing the race tomorrow? I said, yeah, how about you? She's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, I'm nervous about the water, about the rain, because I know it's coming. She's like, listen, you got to think about it just like this. She goes, just pretend it's dry. And as you're going down, watch everybody else riding crazy, just crazy, and don't do what they're doing, and you'll be fine. I said, oh, seems simple sense. enough. Uh, well, she won the race. That was Meredith Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know again who didn't know who she was. And at that night, I'm like, my God, Google. that lady with Google, yeah. I'm like, that lady won the race. <laughs> um, and uh, the rain was just too much. It, it was okay, but I got to. Uh, I got it. Did I get off the bike that year? I, didn't, I got off the bike that year, but I didn't make the half marathon cutoff. Um, I did, I ran, I just ran out of time. I was soaked to the bone. It just, it just wasn't, wasn't the right time. And I'm sitting there in the hotel room going, okay, is it stupid to keep doing this? My, my why? I'm so like, this is, this is, four. this is number four. This is number five. five. This is five. So I'm like, why am I doing this? So I was asking myself why <laughs> five times anybody else would have quit. Yeah, I think even the Ironman people were like, "Man, what is this? Like, what? This, this guy, guy keeps crazy? Coming back? I'm like, what's in his beer? What is he doing?" <laughs> and I even thought to myself, I'm "Like, why are you doing this? There's nobody. Nobody cares. Um, you, you're proving to your kids that you're just a glutton for punishment. Yeah, you if just, nothing you else. just don't stop. Um, and is it good enough? I, and I really had a battle with myself. I said, "Okay, is it good enough? Am I? Is this?" Is this close enough? And the answer was no. It, it's not. And the problem I have is because the not, not until you get that medal and you actually yeah, until get I, the key until I get that yeah exactly. <laughs> I just want a medal, man. I just want something. I got. I didn't make the golf team in high school. I wasn't good enough. Um, I got cut from the basketball team. I got to give the speech because I got cut three years in a row. So I asked the coach, "I'm like, can I at least give the speech?" He's like. Uh, yeah, no, if you, okay. if you want. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm not coordinated. It just wasn't good at anything. Um, and I said, so I got to do this. I, I got to find a way to get it done. And the problem with my schedule is I'm crazy busy from the middle of August to the middle of May. Crazy busy. I mean, you know how it is. Small business. I've got just a couple of employees. It's just crazy. I mean, it's 100 hours a week, yeah. period. Um, so there's all of the easy races are in that September to May period. So the only races that fit into the schedule that I can do are Lake Placid, Boulder, and Mount Tremblant, which are in the top 10 hardest rated Ironman courses that there are. Yeah. And again, goes back to, well, just do a half. I'm like, man, anybody no! can do a half, <laughs> which isn't true either, I found out. But that's what I did. I went and did a half. I went to Muncie, and then I went to Steelhead. And I said, okay, I want to do it just so I can feel what it's like yeah. to cross the finish line within the amount of time. Well, Steelhead, I crossed the finish line, but I wasn't in enough time. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I'm like, it's only half. I'm like, come on. Uh, and then I went to Muncie, and same thing. I thought I had missed the cutoff at the finish because I made it through the shoe, and I hadn't stopped my Garmin. So by the time I checked it, I looked at the thing, I'm like, it's not a DNF. I'm the greatest man alive. I felt like Rocky. So 
I went to Boulder, signed up for Boulder. And I go, and even my coach, even back at this point, was she supported me 100%. I know you're listening to this too, and this is all for you. I know you supported me, but even she was like, bro. Like, we, we need to. Yeah, we need to. Think let's about come up with a better a game bit. plan. And I, I argued with her tooth and nail because even Siri was like, we need to. We need to change gears a little bit. Let's not lose focus, but let's switch it. And I'm like, gosh darn it, no. I'm like, I, I don't I know you're the coach. I know this is what you're supposed to say, but I'm going to You're tell committed. You, no. yeah, I mean, this is going to happen. Point. Um, and then you fill out those little things on active when you, you tell your little story. So I'm like, listen, I'm 0 for 5, and this is blown. <laughs> well, they read those things. Um and some new friends of mine, great, amazing friends, Dave Downey and Melinda Downey, run BCC, um, which is the media company that do that does Iron Man. They do all the music. All, so when you're there and you got, you're all pumped and up. It's rocking. It's awesome. It's Dave, Melinda, and Nick, and all those guys. They're great people. Um, they called me and said, you know, 0 for 5, man, what's up? I said, and I start telling them, so they're like, stop talking. We need to bring you in. So we did uh, some videos, and then that was at the um, opening ceremony. And that's when Mike Riley's like, yeah, man, we should name this guy Never Give Up. <laughs> so they're telling basically this story you're hearing now. And what was great about it, people were laughing. And they weren't laughing at me. They were laughing with me because everything I had gone through, they have gone through. Flat tires, no, yeah. problems. Uh, every problem you can think of, everybody's been through one of them. You just got them like yeah, I just got them all Um, so it was cool because people were then telling me their stories, like hey, I did this and hey, I did this. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. Um, so it gave me a lot of motivation to be like, okay, this is why you're doing it. Um, and Siri told me something great. She said, you know, you haven't finished yet because you haven't learned what you need to learn yet. And that really resonated with me. I'm like, okay. And then at first, I'm like, oh, what have I not learned? You swim, you bike, you run. And you got to do it. And I'm not doing it for some reason. Uh, and she's like, no. She's like, that's not it. She's like, every time you miss, you haven't gotten everything you need yet. So keep keep that keep that going. Because uh, we know, um, you know, all Ironmans that I've done, it's such a mental battle. Oh, it's, and it's not just swimming, cycling, and no. running. There's so much more to it that, you know, fitness always is is not the answer or the key nope. to it. A you, lot of it is that mental edge. I've seen the, the most fit people in the world crash just and burn crumble. early on or, or late on. After you get or that the, one person who's in really good shape and then it's their first one and in the water as soon as the mass start goes on the swim they put their hand yep. up and the and game's over because and it's like you spent so much time and money and all this stuff getting ready you're in great shape and you couldn't you, yeah you, you couldn't, couldn't you, wait right <laughs> to relax just for <laughs> no. one second oh, break my heart and, yeah oh, it's, it's it's tragic or you see people that just make dumb decisions where yeah. they're going too fast and they want to pass on the right or just do something dumb where it costs you all of that time it's not even so much the race should be a day of celebration. Yeah. It should be a, a culmination of everything you've done, good or bad. You can't complain about that day you missed training or anything like that because it's too late. So it should be something you're celebrating that day. And whether you're doing it for 10 hours or 15 hours or 17 hours. Um, <laughs> and change. And change. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Um, but it's, it's a culmination of how – tough for you mentally like you said mentally yeah. and that really relates to 
everything, you can relate that to everything in life you do. How tough are you mentally? Everybody's been kicked. Everybody's been down. I've rolled coins just to eat lunch. I mean, we've all been there. So how tough are you mentally when things go wrong and things will go wrong? Period. If you think you're going to just go out there and blah, I'm just going to have the greatest race of my life. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to give you a hug when you're done crying because you're going to be crying. But it's not going to go that way. Something's going to go wrong in that period of time. And I think Rini said it best. She's like, how much are you willing to suffer? And are you willing to suffer more than the person next to you mm -hmm. to win? And that's the, that's the mentality you have to have if you want to win because those guys are suffering. Yes. They, and, I mean, and, and they enjoy it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I mean, we all suffer. It's 17 hours. Trust me, I'm <laughs> suffering. It's not the same kind of suffering for women, but yeah. it's the same. Uh, what is it? Mike Rowe said it in one of the videos. Nobody's journey is harder. It's just different. So everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a reason for being there. And that's one of the really cool things about this. You're on the course with the pros. You're doing the same thing they're doing. Same, it's the only course. sport that I know of that you do that. I mean, it's the same swim, and it's the same bike, and it's the same run, and the same hills, and the same conditions, and the same amount of time. Yeah. How do they do it that fast? No idea. I got a little bit of an idea, but um, <laughs> it, it's just how mentally tough can you be? And I got to Boulder, and it was cool to kind of be in that spotlight a little bit just to share that with people. They let them know, hey, you're, you're not alone. You're, we're all in this together. And it was a hundred. The heat index was a hundred and seven. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was absolutely. I mean, you couldn't drink the water fast enough because it would get too warm. Mm -hmm. um, so the aid stations were literally almost running out of liquids, and the ice was melting. And I remember coming down a hill, and I started black out. I mean, everything got small, and I'm going forty five miles an hour. I'm going, you know, if I crash, I'm probably gonna die, yeah. or I'm gonna yeah, wish yeah. I was dead. Yeah, came over. Um, and I got kids. I got kids, a wife, and a, I, I, there's too much involved to to risk that. I mean, you want to finish really bad, mm -hmm. but what's it's as you get a little bit older, you get a little smarter, and you say, okay, well, the risk versus the reward. It's not it's not worth it. Yeah. So it's burning up, going down the hill, um, and I'm starting to black out. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you, if you crash, you're done. You're toast. And I have five kids and a wife and business and everything else. And it's just the risk versus the reward. So I took a little break and I decided I could keep going and then climbing up the next hill on the same terrain, I blacked out completely and crashed. And at that point, I had to make the decision, a very hard decision, is it worth keep to keep going? And I only had one gear on the bike and I knew I had about 18 to 19 miles to go, but one gear and the gear I had with that kind of climb. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, you're... No, at altitude and 107 degrees, I'm going, it's just, and the truck's sitting there, and they're like, you know, we recommend you stop. And I'm going, and I got to keep going. And they're like, the decision's yours. Only you can make it. And uh, You're like, let's go. Yeah, no, that's what I said. <laughs> my mind was saying that, and my body was like, dude, we're not going. <laughs> and I down. made one of those dad decisions where I'm like, okay, you know what? As hard as this is, this is just not going to... Not going to be the day. Um, and in hindsight, it's the, it was the right decision. Yeah, for, um, oh, for sure. And you got to make those decisions. Because you still got a marathon to go. Yeah, and I knew that even that, if for some yeah. reason I was able to make it, there's no way. I mean, we saw people drop it as they, when they picked us up, because that truck's sitting there with air conditioning. You're going, 
And that truck looks pretty good. They're like, we might have to make some stops. I'm like, I don't care where you go. Just don't turn the air off. I'm like, I got enough energy in my body to choke you and steal your truck. I'm from, I'm from Flint, man. Um, so, um, and then the question becomes, all right, so what do you do? You're at. What's next? Yeah, you're at, you're at, now you're 0-6. Uh, the whole world was watching and you, you pooped the bed a little bit. And so what do you, what do you do? Uh, and there's no pride in saying this. Okay. That's enough. And back lover to death. Even I think she was thinking, all right, let's find, you like the bowl. You're, you're pretty good at bowling. Let's go <laughs> yeah, bowling. Why don't you stick um, with that? But even she was very supportive and said, you know, you champ, you got to do what you think is right. And I said, the only thing I think is right is go and get that hardware. got to go get that metal. I got to go get that finish. And I told the camera, at the end of the day, I said, you know, I said, because I was bleeding all over the place. And I said, you know, let's do it. Let's go. Let's let's get this done. And next thing you know, Iron Man's got me as their athlete of the week and never give up kind of going. And it's not a bad pressure because I don't put pressure on myself. Yes. Yeah. It is what it is. But next thing I know, I'm in Tremblant and there's Riley going, hey, we're going to get it done this time. I'm like, hell yeah, we're going to get it done. I said, if not, we're going to die trying. Um, but people are telling me stories and they're telling me about their journeys and what brought them there and how many times they finished there. And it's just great. Again, all the camaraderie, camaraderie. and um, get out of the water in hour 30, best swim I've ever had. I'm like, okay, I'm like, stars are aligning. Yeah. We, were, we were an hour late. We were hanging out in the water for an hour because of the fog it was so bad. I mean, you couldn't see from us to the camera. Uh, I found out later that it was 15 minutes to canceling the swim. Which would have so been close, devastating yeah. because I wouldn't oh, have counted that. Yeah. I would have been like, this is not an Iron Man. <laughs> no. uh, everyone's like, oh, no, it was. I'd be like, no, it wasn't. No, no, no I didn't swim. can't get a tattoo for that. <laughs> um, which I need to get. Um, get out of the water. Get on the bike. Have a great first loop. I'm going, okay, time, time's good. Weather's perfect. Everything was like everything was aligned. I'm, people are seeing me on the road. They're like, hey, man, video guy, let's go. Um, get off the bike with, I think, an hour, hour and a half extra. I'm going, this is great. I can actually run a little bit. Yeah. So I'm doing my, I'm, do, I'm, I'm executing the plan that Rebecca and I had put into place to me flawlessly. I was having my perfect race. Everyone has a perfect race oh, where for sure. everything, something's going to go wrong. But all for the flex. most part, everything is firing. You're just, everything you wanted to do, you're doing. Um, it may not look pretty, but I was <laughs> doing it uh, at the way I wanted to do it. And then coming in through special needs, I knew if I got in by dark, that I was in really good shape and the sun was going down. I'm going, man, this is this is sweet. Um, and then the the thing that a lot of us age groupers worry about are the cutoffs. I mean, they are like death waiting for you, and it's waiting no matter what. Cutoff and taxes. Those are the yeah, two things. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's, it, it's coming. You it's coming no matter what. No matter, it, matter what. You gotta you gotta hammer on those things, and because they're they're there no matter what. Uh, and I remember vividly coming up against the last cutoff, and I looked at my watch, and I was had like 45 minutes before that cutoff time. I'm like, I've never had this cushion. Like, I got it. And my friends from Colorado, Dave and uh, Melinda and them, were on the radio with the security people and the, the volunteers, and they're like, hey, your friends from Colorado want to say something. And they're yelling in the microphone. I'm like, I better keep running. <laughs> um, and then I remember coming into town. I, I looked at my watch. I said, okay, there's an hour left to go. I have three miles to go. That's a 20-minute pace. I I got this. Got as it. long as I don't stop, yeah. I got it. And 
one of Siri's big things she always tells me, she's like, you feel what you want to feel. And I said, well, you can feel like crap and you're going to feel like crap. Feel like crap. Or you can feel great and you're going to feel great. Now, I've been doing cardio for 16 and a half hours. I don't feel great. There's nothing <laughs> about me that feels great except mentally. And we talked about that earlier. Mentally is where you're at now. Your past physical, your body shut down three or four hours ago. So you're... Are you mentally tough enough to do what you got to do to get yourself to the finish line in life or wherever else? And I, I remember her saying, you got to have quick feet and little feet. So I was like, like a little time, like my kid and I was going nowhere, but it felt good. Yeah. Like I feel good. And then I said to myself, I said, you know, if you want to be epic, want to be on these videos and do cool things, do podcasts with Brad. There you else, go. You got to do <laughs> epic things. To be epic. And I said, this will be about as epic as it gets. So get your butt down. And I was just talking to myself. And three miles turned into two miles turned into one mile. And I remember coming up the hill and I looked at my watch and I said, okay, I got nine minutes. And the cop goes, yeah, you got nine minutes. Let's go. Hurry up. <laughs> um, and we get up the hill. And then I see the shoot. And I see all, I mean, there's thousands of people there. And other, the tradition is you come back. And everybody had come back because it was just. So you got one, all the finishers that came back. You got Everybody's all the there. There's lights and cameras. And camera guys are following me. Nick, my buddy Nick, uh, was following me with the camera. And he literally, I remember him saying, he's like, dude, you ready? I'm like, I made it, didn't I? He goes, yeah, man, you made it. Let's go. <laughs> Nick. Nick. Um, and we came running down. And as I'm running down the shoot, I'm going, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to roll around? Am I gonna What's stop? your move? What are yeah, you doing? <laughs> I'm going to take Mike and throw him into the crowd. Um, and what I told myself, I said, make sure you go across the line. Don't be dawdling. Oh, my gosh. Don't be yeah. dawdling. And then turn around. I feel really bad. And I still, to this day, I don't remember her name. But she's super famous. She's done more Ironmans than any woman on the planet. And she was in front of Mike. And she gave me a high five, and I'm just like, okay, who is this? Like, why, why is she in the shoot? And she's Julie Nibbins? I don't know. She's super famous. I'm sorry. She's super, super famous. She's done more Iron, Iron Man than any woman on the planet. Um, so I go across the line, turn around, I look at Mike, and Mike's like, so he calls me, and he's like, you know what? You I'm going to say it again. I'm like, oh, no, says it again. <laughs> um, and I'm screaming and yelling, and we're high-fiving that picture. Is epic because it, it's it was everywhere, um, but it's that that goes to show anybody that hey you if you put your mind to it you can period you can do it no matter what anybody tells you no matter how many times you fail as long as you get up I always say if you fall down fall on your back because if you can look up you can get up some yep. famous, some famous guy said that I didn't, I didn't that <laughs> you I, stole I, it I stole, but I still yeah, but it's good it's good it works because that's what it is and. Everybody's there, and Cody Beals, who had won the race, and I told Cody, I said, you know, you were off the bike, or I was off, I was coming off the bike when you won. He was like, yeah, but you, you were doing this for 17 hours. I said, 16 hours or 53 minutes. Yeah. Let's, let's he laughed, yeah. But he's like, he goes, man, that's epic right there. He goes, because, think about it, he goes, you did that for 17 hours, you never stopped. Not once, because I went as hard as I could to win in eight hours and whatever. And he goes, and you went as hard as you could to win because that was a win for you. And I'm like, mind blown And 17 hours later. Um, but again, you're racing against you and whatever your, your awesome is. So if your awesome is 10 hours, then go get 10 hours. And yeah. if you get it in 11, guess what? You're still awesome. No, it's, it's your own awesome. Go get, yeah, yeah, go get 15 hours. That's your awesome. Go get it. 17 hours. Don't do 17 to 1. It's, <laughs> it's not awesome. Because it won't count. It will you not be awesome. You give your medal back. Yeah, you got to give it back. Or they'll take it. Um, and it just, again, it goes down to what 
what motivates you, what's your why, and why are you doing what you do? And now it's one of those things where it it leads you into so many other things that you can do. Um, and you want to give back. You want to give back to the community. Many, many people have reached out to me from the videos and emails saying, hey, you know what? I did this because of you. And I'm going, oh, my God. It's the most humbling thing in the world that it doesn't take away from what I did. But it's like, hey, I didn't do this just for me at this point. I did this for every person that was out there that couldn't do something. Yeah. Um, and then you get back into the community and you want to do things for your community. You want to hype up places like good old Brad's place because he was there when I wasn't doing things. I said, hey. Just a couple weeks ago, my dog ate my shoes. And he literally, I literally came in here like, dude, my dog ate my shoes. And he's like, oh, yeah? I'm like, yeah, actually, it happened. You know, it, it, um, it happened. But it's the cool thing is you have this, again, this huge support group, huge community that, um, and I don't get out enough in the community with all the people that ride in the clubs and stuff. Joel runs the riding club, and he's my neighbor. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't know if it's, I'm nervous to suck while they're doing better or whatever it is, but I'll get out there one day. But it's such a great group of people. Nobody cares. Um, from the very first time you do it to if you want to do an Ironman or anything else. And there's so many events and everything going on. Like, we got First Try coming up. Yeah, yeah. First, first Try is awesome. Um, actually, a, that that's where you and I actually met. We was, did. Was First Try Committee. Yep. Um, which, uh, First Try, um, it's going to be on June 15th. Uh, that is a fantastic sign up. There's lots of spots open right now. Yeah, sign come up. on, do you it. Last do minute it. people, I know you're out there. Um, but that is a, a cool starter. It's for a very cool that, event for that are anybody afraid of the water. The swim. <laughs> yeah, and you can. It's okay to be afraid of the swim. I didn't know how to swim. They poked me at Genesis. They poked me with the the things to see if I was alive because I was learning how to float before I could. I couldn't swim across the pool. Not 25. 25 yards yeah. and now i'll do a 3,000 or 4,000 yard set and i'm like well that's kind of cool you didn't iron man swimming an hour 30 yeah right I mean, or i mean come on <laughs> whatever you want to do it um but yeah first try is great because it gives you that that taste and trust me when i tell you this it's it's addictive and it's it one is. of the greatest drugs you can get into because it's going to keep it's going to keep you healthy and it's uh, you know as you're talking about before it's that community it's you know like everyone is out there to support each other yeah you, you might be competing against other people but Everyone is there for each other. So first try is getting out of the water and thinking that you just conquered Everest right. by Absolute, just, just getting out of the water. And, um, and to, you'll see people with their wetsuits on, and that's awesome. <laughs> is, that, what, is it 300 yards? 300, 300 yards. yards yeah. You got your wetsuit on. But that's the coolest thing about it is the guy that wants to do this whole thing in under an hour to the person where it's going to take him two hours. So what? It's like Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. But let me tell you something. <laughs> Being last has its perks. It's it's a cool thing to be last because you're not last. You're you're you, and you're doing it in your time under your pretenses. And um, I've been on both sides. I've been ra I've raced it. I've been a volunteer for it. If I wasn't doing some crazy things this year, uh, I'd be volunteering again. And that's the cool thing is, once you race, go volunteer. Go do something because it's so much fun to watch people especially after you've done it, to watch people as excited as you were. I remember uh, I actually volunteered at uh, Ironman Wisconsin before I actually signed up for the race. Now, well, see, that's cool. And it was the coolest experience. It's probably what got you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, 
Like, I want to do this. I got to do this. Right. Like, this, I'm all in. Because if you go to, I remember my brother did a relay with me in uh, Steelhead one year, and he didn't really get it. I mean, he heard me talking about it and hyping it up, but when he got there and saw the people and saw the setup and everything, and I told him, I'm like, this is just half. See a full, it's great. I mean, we are we are psychos. <laughs> um, you get people like Christina. You're crazy, Christina. Um, but there, people like that are motivators yeah. because they do these crazy things where you just don't think it's possible. And then you see your neighbor doing it. You're like, okay, cool. Like two years ago, if you would have told me next weekend I'm going to San Francisco to compete in. I love the word compete. I'm competing. Com- I'm competing. I'm, I'm competing. I'm participating. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm competing. <laughs> Uh, I'm pulling Ricky Bobby, um, but I'm competing in Escape from Alcatraz. You take a barge out to Alcatraz Island, and you jump into San Francisco Bay, and you swim back to shore. It's I think okay. there are sharks in that water. There are sharks in the water. Yeah. According to their website, the sharks don't like the brackish water, which I had to Google because I didn't know what that was either. The brackish water is not quite salty enough, but saltier than normal. But the sharks don't like brackish water, so they hang out in the bay a little more. I'm more worried of like a pot of whales will think that I'm one of their children and try and bring me back to shore. And that's the thing. You don't have to be. I am not a skinny Iron Man. I'm still a big dude. But that's the thing is you don't have to be an elite athlete to do this. I, I know it at all the races I've done, um, when you see people come across the finish line, it's all ages. It's all shapes. It's everything. Colors. It doesn't matter. Oh and that's gosh. the greatest thing is. Uh, especially with this sport, it doesn't matter. Like, like uh, who's the wrestler? The Rock. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't matter where you can, It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what job you have. I've met guys who are garbage men. I've met one guy who was a mortuary guy. Uh, I mean, every single walk of life participates in this thing. It's like a rainbow of people. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And they're all great because they all have the same goal in mind. They... They just want to finish, and they want you to finish. It's I've never had – I don't look good in 4K HD and spandex. I don't, it's especially in slow-mo when it's like, we're, it's like, hey, dude, can you back up just a little bit? Um, but, again – Is no, that is that Nick with, with, with yeah. the tight shots? Yeah, oh, it makes Nick. I know you're listening. Um, but it doesn't – and, again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter It whoever you are. It, it, it It's blind. The sport is blind. It matters, okay, how much time do I have? Is it a half where I have eight and a half hours? Eight, eight and a half hours? Not half? I'm hoping it is. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, 17 for a full. So yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. it makes sense, right? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. But, it, again, it doesn't matter what you what you do. And then once you do accomplish that and you get to go do other things, then the whole world opens up. I mean, I'm going to Alcatraz. And I have a distinct, cool. yeah, it should be great. I mean, I'm planning on being dead last. I'm a featured athlete, which is crazy. Hey. They called me up. They're like, hey, we need a fat guy. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, no, come on. I'm like, I know you need one. It's cool. But uh, we can't use the F word. Um, but it's cool because they feature, um, there's going to be a bunch of pros there. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the list, but I know there's a ton of pros there because it's, it's, a, it's a bucket list event for a lot of people. Um, but there's guys like me. So, again, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get it done. However, I need to get it done. But hopefully that video shows people, hey, man, that guy did it in two hours. That guy did it. I get five and a half. So I'm thinking five, <laughs> five, fifteen, five, twenty. Yeah, 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 why not? Um, maybe sub five. Um, but 
then you get to do, you just keep getting to do cool things, and hopefully that snowballs. All the cool stuff that happens once you once you become an Iron Man or whatever. Once you become an Iron once Man. Once you're an Iron Man, you can do anything. But, again, giving back to the community and doing things with your friends and just knowing that anything now, the way I look at it, anything I want to do now, I can do. I mean, if you can do that, you can do anything um, that you want to. And it's just, again, it's the mentality of saying, hey, I, I want to go out and make a million dollars. Okay, well, how are you going to do it? You're not just going to open up a store and be like, "Hey, I'm a millionaire." Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, you're going to put in. You're going to put in the effort. And triathlon, to me, relates to business. You got to put the effort in, or or uh, your marriage. You got to put the effort in if you want to have a good marriage. It, it marriage isn't easy. It's it's hard. I've been married for 15 years. Most people I know, all the people that I got married with at the same time, they're all divorced because it's tough. It's not the easiest thing in the world. You're not going to like your partner every single day, but it's the sum of your your body of work. And that's another thing Siri and Beck preach on, and it's great. It's who you become and your journey to wherever you want to go, whether it's in business, your personal life, in Ironman, in triathlon, in sprints, whatever you want to do, in a marathon, duathlon, whatever. It's how did you get there and who did you become getting there? And then you can really take a look back, especially now if you reflect on a race you did and look at it and go, man, that was the coolest thing ever. Like I was saying, I've always wanted to be narrated by a deep voice guy. <laughs> no. And that was that was like quietly. And it's okay to have that kind of goal. But it became a reality. And now sometimes when I get down or I had a bad week at work and I'm not making any money, I turn on uh, the documentary. And at the end, it's like... You will forever be an Iron Man. I'm like, oh my god, I got so I'm coming. But it's because it's that it you you bring yourself back to that moment. And go, man, I I did that. Yeah. Against all odds, I mean, a guy that weighs 300 pounds shouldn't be able to do that. And I did it. So now you say, okay, what's your excuse? What what do you got going on now that um that stops you from doing it? The only thing that stops you is it's nine inches. What is it? Nine inches between your head, between your ears, whatever it is. You tell yourself you can't, you won't, period. And if you tell yourself you can, you'll find a way. And if you don't, then you've sold yourself on an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Period. And at, at the end of the day, you got to take a cold, hard look in the mirror and say, okay, what's my truth? Am I am I not doing this because I'm too big or I'm overweight or I can't run fast? No, nope, those are all excuses. I've used all of those excuses because <laughs> I don't run fast. I am too big. But guess what? You got it done. I absolutely got done. I get the lot, just the chance of a lifetime to go on Brad stomping grounds over in Roth, Germany next month. I'm going to Roth, which is one of the biggest triathlons in the whole world. Such a cool yeah, atmosphere. I've been picking his brain a little bit on it. I can't wait to go see what that's all about. And well, it, it, I think it's amazing that along the way, um, you know, you put yourself in these situations and you've got to meet some absolutely amazing people. Oh, yeah, I've been tremendously lucky to meet the, the minds that I've met. And it's funny because the very top echelons of people are no different than everybody else. I mean, I'm going to shamelessly plug Mike Riley. That's a good segue. There you go, Mike. Mike. Right here, Said Mike. Said we do it. There you go. You better give us a like. Uh, yeah. uh, Mike Riley, who is the voice of Iron Man. If you know who Mike Riley is and you're watching this, turn it off. You're done. You don't get to watch Google it. Google it. Yeah, yeah, Google it. Yeah, Google it. Google it. I'm wanting a t-shirt, if nothing else. But Mike wrote an amazing book. Everybody knows Mike's the voice of Iron Man. And he wrote this amazing book. And he's on a little signing tour right now when he's not calling Iron Man's. Um, 
but he he kind of put into words what he I mean he calls so many people in and he, and does, he sees the most amazing stories yeah, like just, yourself yeah the most incredible things that I mean people with no legs and no arms and people that are blind and people that are pushing wheelchairs and all of those people and he even said it himself I think he's only met two people that weren't nice um, and he wouldn't give names <laughs> trying to buy him a beer but he wouldn't give Come names on. but out of the hundreds of thousands of people that he's called across they've all had the same end game it's uh, who did I become and how did I go from where I was to where I'm at because some of these people should not I even me I should not have been able to cross the line but I found a way um, and now I just want to get a little faster and do a little bit better um, and he's got, I mean, just stories and stories. Go buy the book. It's on Amazon. Go buy the book. Amazon.com. Um, well, you'll sign know, it. You, you know, we should should have like had someone maybe different here on the no, cover. No, I'm not that. I'm not that cool. But I got, I got a. He signed it for me. Yeah. And his wife. I met his wife because his wife said that the only reason why I finished in Tremblant is she said I was going to because she was there. See. Um, but it's a it's a very cool book and it tells a ton of stories about not only. Um, finishers but his journey and what he's seen and all the amazing things i mean the guy i can listen to the guy talk forever because it's just it's a collection of the impossible being possible i mean it says anything's possible yeah. it is it's the truth and it goes it goes without saying throughout life you can do anything you want you can do anything you want as long as you have a reason to do it and if you don't okay cool if you want to do the nine to five, do it. But hey, you're doing what you want to do. Yeah, that's your why. Why? Because I don't want to work on the weekends and I want to drink with my friends. Cool. Guess what? Nothing wrong with that. Um, and if you want more and you want to go see the world a little bit and go do crazy things in Germany and make it on YouTube and do everything else, you can do that too, and everything in between. But you get the opportunity to really prove to yourself what you're capable of doing. I know, like my journey through Ironman and triathlon and all that stuff. I've gotten to meet so many people, and hey, you're 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 friends. You got some and, pretty and, and, exclusive and the, friends and, too. The, and those, the mustache, by and, the way, and, and those people lead on to other people, right? And all of a sudden, you have this amazing community of absolutely, you know, people like yourself, or you know, someone who came in and did you know their first triathlon, and they just can't stop talking about it, or you know, some of the pro athletes that are out there. You know, my buddy Nick Saunders. Give you a little plug there, man. Uh, or Andy Brodziak, you know, uh, TPS uh, coaching. You know, they do a fantastic job. Yep. Uh, Nick was a was a pro athlete before, and now you know now he's helping other people and getting hooked up with with people like that who introduced me to like Tim. Yeah, that, the I mean, mustache, the stash. Uh, we got to work on that a little yeah. bit. A little Hashtag the train hard, race easy. <laughs> um, but you know, just uh, amazing people that are that are. Well, out look there. at his look at his story. He oh my should God. have been yeah. dead. Yeah. I mean, I saw that story. I watched the the video in uh, at one of the races. I don't even remember watching that. I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my good God!" He chose to have, if not, if you don't know this story, you should look this story up. But he chose to have a halo, which is extremely, from what I'm told, is extremely painful. Go check out on YouTube. On did a documentary on yeah, a man with a halo and. It's, it's, it's incre an incredible, it's incredible. I actually kind of tear up a little bit every time I watch that story because it, 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 it's amazing what uh, what Tim went through and what he the path he chose. Yeah. And, and what he was able to accomplish and then come back and do what he was able to do. 
So if you if you think you have an excuse that's strong enough, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. is just shut up because we're not buying it. No. 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 You, you can't punch that. You can't punch that ticket here because um, I and I go back to I use a lot of my my kids as as uh, my my very powerful motivation. Uh, my second son is autistic, uh, and he kind of started the whole. We talked about him earlier. Um, and my third son suffered a traumatic brain injury. It should have killed him. Uh, he was hit in the head with a bowling ball. Complete accident. Out of nowhere. My second son was actually going to show him something. Or he came up to show my second son something. And got hit in the head. It fractured his skull. And it almost killed him. I mean, they literally, it was touch and go for a long time. And um, to watch them overcome that and persevere through that and come out the other side like nothing. And even my son with autism, I think about he has to battle every single day against everything that's going on in his brain. And he doesn't get a chance to give up. He doesn't give a chance to quit. He can't quit at life, um, even when it's super hard and super frustrating. So I draw on that a lot. Like, okay, hey, Nick can't quit. So how dare you stop moving your feet unless you physically can't do it anymore? How dare you stop when you have use of everything? And then watching Tim do that. Anybody could have just laid down and just died or just said, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. And not a single person would have said, oh, hey, man, you need to get back out yeah. there. You need to just live your life and take care of you. And he said, no, I'm not no, doing no, no, that. No, no. I'm, I'm getting back coming out back. there. Yeah. And he came back with the vengeance. Um, and I mean, but you hear stories like that. Um, Who's the guy? I've met the guy, and he's um, with his son in a wheelchair. Oh, Hoyt? Yeah, Hoyt. Yeah. Rick, and, Rick, uh, Rick and Dick Hoyt. Incredible. They told Rick, they told Dick, that his son should literally put him in a hospital, forget about him. He'll never be anything. And he went home and said, I'm not doing that. And they wanted to do a 5K, so they did it. And then they ended up running marathon. They've run Boston. Oh, they've, yeah, done, they've done everything. I saw them uh, at a at a speech one time at a convention I went to, and I'm going. He signed a book for me. Um, crazy, but that's that's everybody's story. Yeah, everybody's got their own story. And when you race, and I mean, you got 2,500 stories. Oh, for sure. I remember uh, actually one of one of my most memorable stories from from a race is Ironman Wales. And I went out there, kind of like you. I went out there on my own. Didn't know a person out there. I had met some really cool people along the way. But I was out on, and Ironman Wales is just a brutal course. And I was suffering on the run. And, you know, kind of reduced down to a walk, if you even want to call it that. And, that I, and, I, and I had on a, um, from my first Ironman that I did, Ironman Wisconsin, I had on a cow print uh, race kit. Right on. And so, for some reason, uh, Louis Alvarez uh, and Dave Orlowski, Dave Orlowski yep. is, uh, he placed third in the original Ironman. He's the man. And those guys were at a lot of races, and they were there, and they were, uh, they were walking with each other, and all of a sudden, they started to moo at me. And every time, because it's a <laughs> loop, every time we'd pass each other, they'd moo, and it got to be like this fun little thing. 
And those guys got me through like that race. Yep. And that's that's so and that's, awesome. that's, that's so like, awesome. That's like one of the things you remember. And every I, I saw uh, Louis actually uh, at Cozumel, and I was like, hey man, I don't know if you remember me, but you know Ironman Wales, we were mooing, and you got me through that. And he was struggling that day in Cozumel, and he's like, man, yeah, I I, I do remember. Yeah. Great great time. And he's like, go finish strong. Uh, and it's just that like. And that's the thing. That those, spirit yep, is And amazing. those guys, even the very best, have terrible days. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen Jan Frodeno just crush it on a swim and a bike. And then two miles into, what was it, last year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two yeah. miles into the marathon. He was done. I mean, he walked it in. Well, Lionel in Montreal. Lionel should have won. Lionel's the man. He should have won that race hands down. And he blew up on the run because the nutrition wasn't quite dialed in. And he was getting ready for Kona. And that was one of the reasons he was doing it. But, and he walked it in too. I mean, he was suffering. So everybody has a bad day. Like I said, something's going to go wrong, yep. even for the, the very best. And it kind of reminds you that it's the same course. It's the same course. <laughs> and you make a mistake or you mentally forget something and it's, it's going to get you. Yeah. And it's the question of, can you get it back? And how tough can you be? And how, how much gumption do you have to go out and get it and the thing is don't don't so if it wasn't your day it wasn't your day we've all had them and we'll continue to have them and uh roth is 15 hours not 17 hours that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a big step for me but but that's, that's uh that's the goal it's, yeah it's fast course you'll be yep. you'll, you'll be fine it, it is what it is and but it's going to be 250,000 people and Probably some beer and, <laughs> and just and just a good time. And, yeah, and that's yeah, really yeah. what it's all about. Is are you having fun with it? Why why are you doing? It? Are you are you having a good time with it? And what's motivating you to do it? And just go go get it. Go have fun. Go get it. Go get it. Then go play golf. <laughs> um, okay, so one thing we do is called Big Three. Um, just three questions. Uh, one is going to be your favorite race. <laughs> You, They're all my favorite. A few of them, but probably the one you got your medal at. Yeah, Mount Tremblant <laughs> is uh, without a doubt my favorite race, uh, just because of the people, uh, the atmosphere, and the place of the the earth that it's on. It's literally one of the most beautiful places on earth. It's a ski resort uh, in the winter time, and it's just uh, it's just the coolest place in the, in the world. So right now, as it stands today, today Mount Tremblant. Right on. Uh, Number two is going to be most memorable race experience. Now, this can be good or bad. It could be a good story, which you've already shared some, or it could be a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Most memorable. Probably my first finish across the finish line, which wasn't a finish, uh, because I had just come off of Lake Placid and having a difficult time there and wanting to get back after it. And just that, no matter what the clock said, just knowing that I was able to cross that finish line mm -hmm. and do what I set out to do in only my second attempt, even if it didn't count. Didn't, but it didn't did. I mean, count. to me, it did. To, yeah, yeah. Me, to me, you crossed the I line. crossed the line. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, to accomplish that uh, with not as much experience as other people should have had or could have had or did have. Um, was really was really cool. So and it taught it kind of set the foundation of my journey and where I wanted to go. So that'd probably be the most memorable. The second runner up though, there was a guy in Boulder last year dressed up as a pimp. 
at the very top <laughs> of a very hard climb and he I mean full pimp gear in his in his chalice and he had a great song playing on on his jeep and he has a sign that said my hoe is right harder than you so no offense to the me too movement or anything like that and we're not making fun of anybody but it, it was great to see it because it actually made the video yeah um so that's that's if i had to have a runner up uh, third one is going to be coolest thing you ever got from a race. Coolest thing I ever got from a race. Any cool, uh, well, metal. See, I didn't get uh, any metals because I never finished bag. Um, any kind of swag. What I get. Oh, you know what the coolest thing I got is I got Mike Riley's towel. Oh, that was, that was the coolest thing go. ever. Uh, he dropped it. So Mike, you probably don't even know if I have it. <laughs> Um, because you got out of there pretty quick. It was a long day. Um, but it, the one he spins around and everything, um, I don't know if he threw it over my shoulder or what, but when Cody put the metal it on It sounds like he stole it. Yeah, I, I think I did. I think I did. Sorry, Mike, Mike I owe you just one. I'll go on Amazon. I'll buy, I'll buy another book. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I think what happened is when he was whipping around, it kind of went on in my shoulder and then Cody put the metal on me and just stood there. Because as we were coming back up, that was a crappy thing at the end of the race. You finish at the bottom of the ski hill. My hotel was at the top. <laughs> of course. I'm like, oh, that was bad. So, Nick, thanks for shipping all that stuff up for me. Um, but, yeah, probably Mike Riley's towel. That was the coolest <laughs> that, thing. That's a, that's a, in, that's a cool in, one. It's in, the, uh, it's in the back of the book, I think, at page three. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's probably in a bucket somewhere. But uh, that was probably the coolest thing. Awesome. Cool. Um, Real quick, let's kind of loop back. Uh, just want to talk really quickly um, about Team Nikki. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, just, I mean, you know, it, it's very close to you. It's a great cause. So just tell us a little bit about yeah, so, what's going on. Yeah, um, so all the things I do, I own Holly Lanes. Um, so I'm busy. So anybody that has the excuse of, oh, I work too much, <laughs> come see me. I work too much too. <laughs> uh, but I also do other things. And that's one thing you learn when you do triathlon is you get involved with other things. Team Nikki, uh, named after my son, Dominic, uh, who has autism, is a very important uh, thing to me. We had an opportunity a couple years ago to work with a local group um, to do something special for kids with autism. And I made a donation, and they didn't use the money for what they were supposed to do, and it really, it really got to me because that's what it was for. Uh, so I decided to start a 501 uh, C3 charitable nonprofit so that type of thing couldn't happen again so what we do now is we raise funds for local communities and abroad um, but what we like to do is we have a big fundraiser every year um, and we have everybody it's basically a party you were there we have we have a great time and we give back to the community it's dollar in dollar out um, so everything you give we all our volunteers do everything for free so there's no cost the bowling alley eats the cost for everything but we have just a really good community where we can give back so two years ago we bought some service dogs mm -hmm. for families that just can't afford it and there are not a lot of resources in the government for this particular illness it's just not it's not there so we wanted to give somebody kind of a we wanted to be a volunteer we wanted to be that that person that reaches out and says yeah hey it's okay we'll we'll help you out and uh, this year, Siri and Beck, we, we helped them. They rescued six horses from That's slaughter, um, rehabilitated them, and then they go out to, they're donated out to um, autism resource centers where they do riding therapy. So that was really cool to do. Um, Snuggle Snacks, local, our great friends from the Snuggle Snacks, um, 
for homeless awareness and um, we help them out and the idea there is to because there's autistic people on the spectrum that are homeless so hopefully some of those funds will help at least educate people on stuff like that so it's near and dear to my heart we're going to do the longest day since uh, we're all about endurance we're going to do the longest day in sports uh, I think next year we're going to do you play golf in the morning and then you have breakfast and lunch and then you go back to the bowling alley for a tournament in the evening for oh dinner yeah this. I think it's going to be who's standing, who's standing <laughs> yeah. at the end and stuff like that but it's it's definitely a cool thing so if you need support or you're have anybody on that's on the spectrum or you need more information where it's teamnicky.org we'll um, uh, we'll we'll post the, we'll post the link thing. down here yeah that'll give you an idea of who we are and what we do and if we can help you in any way or you have programs that you want to team up with we're all about just giving back to the community our goal is to have zero dollars left at the end of the year that means we did everything right uh we did that this year so that's good that's we cool. made a bunch yeah. of money and gave it all away so we'll do that again the year year in and year out and we'll get after it very cool well uh thank you very much yeah Ryan. I cheers to uh, complete run and everything yeah. else check thanks, out thanks, the uh, check out the kit coming up we have a very, oh yeah very sweet kit uh i hope to have it for alcatraz if not we'll have it for roth but uh we're going to be we'll, we'll, we'll be posting some yeah, pictures we'll be of the uh, brand for sure it'll, it'll across awesome. the globe. Yeah. And, but uh, the, thanks, brother. I yeah, appreciate no, you coming. I appreciate you. And uh, tune in, as always, to all of these podcasts because they rock. Thanks. Sweet. or something my uh that's what flew across the room this morning road id yeah look at that oh the pin busted out of there don't run too hard man oh no it ran right out it's actually what I, what I was putting on my clothes this morning <laughs> <laughs> i put something on her and i heard this ching, 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 and i was like what the hell was that i didn't even see what it was no i know now you know um oh yeah uh, oh yeah that, yeah um, that won't do it yeah. Surprised it lasted all day. I'm surprised I never noticed that. Okay. 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 Right on. There you go. I just got to go home and remember where it flew off. <laughs> I know. I don't even drink beer. This is good. You don't like beer? I never drink beer. Why didn't you like say that? I would have gotten like cider. No, that's all right. It's good. No, Booze? It's like, no, it's good. I drink a lot of booze. Well, I don't drink a lot of booze. <laughs> oh, a bar, man. Not a, no, it's yeah, I drink good, a yeah. lot of booze. Um, dude, I, I, I thought you were a... Your beer kind of yeah, no, no. I sell a lot of it, but I don't drink a whole bunch of it. Probably better. There's a lot of people I know that own bars shouldn't drink in their bars. Yeah. And they do. <laughs> and they do. And, and they don't own the bar. And that's, that's a problem. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so true. More beer? More beer. More, more Bach. More beer. Something delicious. It's still pretty good. That's more beer than I've ever drank in my entire life, actually. Really? I'm so wasted. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't drink it. It's good, though. Maybe I'll start drinking it. Switching? Yeah, it's blinking. Oh, nice. See, there's... Yep. <laughs>